0: WWE Setting the Stage is a podcast for WWE fans where I recap events, break down storylines and angles, and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed. Whether you're just getting into wrestling or a WWE fanatic like me, this show is for you. I will see you ringside. Welcome back, Illuminati. So I'm here once again to talk about NXT 2.0. But before we get into that, I want to remind you that this episode is powered by Poddex, Pod decks are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So, whether you are a new or existing podcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. Use code GBJones10, that's Golf, Bravo, jones 10 for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcasts. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at Poddex.com and use code GBJones10, that's Golf, Bravo, jones 10 for 10% off your order. So this was the NXT 2.0 episode before Halloween Havoc. I guess the go home episode since we've been on that theme the last couple of episodes of this show. Um, so we start out with a video package of, uh, Carmelo, Carmelo Hayes, uh, winning in and cashing his contract to become the new North American champion. Um, as he beat uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott after a match uh, that Isaiah Swerve Scott had had with Santos Escobar uh, right before that match happened. Um, So as we're starting the show off, we see that Wade Barrett and uh, Vic Joseph are at the table, but Beth Phoenix is gone, and they say she's on vacation, but I'm wondering if she accompanied Edge to Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, so I'm wondering if she's going to play a factor in that Hell in the Cell somehow or whatever. So, I don't know. She may have she may have accompanied Edge uh, on that trip. Um, so they go to the ring, and Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams are in the ring, and they're talking about, you know, they're cutting the promo, and Carmelo Hayes is saying he's the new th- he's the new big deal now, and he's holding the A Championship regardless of. What NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa has, and you know he's got his own. He's calling his own celebration a mellowbration, and uh, you know he's got this. Uh, you know he's got this saying now. He says when he shoots, he don't he don't miss, and everything like that. So he's kind of kind of a pretty good promo. And then out comes Johnny Gargano. Now I, I guess it didn't dawn on me until I just saw Jar- Johnny Gargano come out to the ring is that. He really hasn't been on a live show for NXT 2.0 since the first episode when they had the Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis wedding. I think the rest of the episodes, he he's either been, you know, at, uh, he's either been where the honeymoon was or he's, you know, he, he hasn't really been on the live show since that, since that episode. So, so I guess, uh, the crowd realized it and they, Kind of, kind of excited to see him, and they said, "Welcome back!" And when they started shouting, "Welcome back!" That's when I started to think about that. I was like, "Yeah, you know what? He hasn't really been on the show since, uh, since that first episode of NXT 2.0 when they had the uh, index wedding." So, uh, so now, as we know, Johnny Gargano is the only he's he's a I guess he's a triple crown winner in NXT, and he's also the only uh, I think the only guy ever to win the NXT North American Championship three times. So, um, so he's talking with, uh, you know, he's talking with, uh, with Carmela Hayes and we get the feeling as they're going through this promo, you know, he says, Hey, I've been involved with weddings and bachelor parties and honeymoons. And, and, you know, now that Austin Theory has gone to raw and, uh, you know, Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis are married and, you know, his wife Candice LeRae is home pregnant that he's trying, he's lost his way, and he's trying. And, and I think it was a little bit of play on words because you know, obviously, his his group is called the Way, so it's almost like he's lost his way. I, I took that as a double meaning a little bit. So, um so it seems like he was trying to say that you know he wanted to challenge for a title, but and that's what I originally thought. And then for some reason, this was another thing that kind of made it weird a little bit. Was so Carmela Hayes said something about that his daughter had been in his in Carmelo Hayes' DMs or something like that, and it dawned on me, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, are they actually saying that Indy Hartwell is Johnny Gargano's daughter? Is that what NXT is trying to say? I mean, that's sorta of weird to me, isn't it? I guess, I mean, I guess maybe, you know, he's become like a father figure before. I mean, I guess I guess if you've seen all the episodes, you know, with the wedding and you know, everything with Dexter and everything, I guess if you really think about it, I mean, Gargano is you know, become sort of like a, I guess, a father figure, but I would think more like a, a big brother figure, maybe. I don't know, but anyway, um, it was it was weird because, and then and the reason that dawned on me later on was because you know when uh, when Gargano kind of joked around with him back and said, "Well, there's my son-in-law behind you," and then Dexter Loomis shows up, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, they're trying to say that Indy Hartwell is kind of his, I guess, you know." I don't know if it's imaginary daughter implied. Da- I don't know. I don't know, but it was, it was kind of that part of it was kind of weird. So Dexter Loomis and got Johnny Gargano kind of get the upper hand on, on uh trick Williams and Carmela Hayes. And, uh, they're holding the North American, I guess they hold the North American title belt hostage, I guess. And, um, it was, uh, I guess that's the way it ended, and I guess we'll we'll talk about that more in the segment because I wasn't sure how far that was going, but it looked like Carmelo Hayes left his belt behind in the ring, so um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so then we get a match uh, as we're as Johnny Gargano is leaving the ring, we uh, we see Odyssey Jones come out, and you know. Gargano and him are greeting each other. And then, he, and then he, you know, Odyssey Jones goes to greet uh, Dexter Lewis. And Dexter Lewis, you know, he just has that thousand miles stare and everything. It's, it was like, it was uncomfortable. So it was like, you know, patting his hand. I don't know. It was really weird. But anyway, uh, it was a match between Odyssey Jones and Andre Chase. Odyssey Jones seems to get a little bit of re- retribution against Andre Chase. As he's been having a little bit of issues with him and stuff. So uh, Odyssey Jones ends up getting the win sort of quickly, I suppose, uh, so I'm not sure if that's gonna, if this rivalry is going to continue at all or if that's the way it's going to end or whatever. But it looks like Ossie Jones got revenge on Andre Chase. Um, so now uh, we go to a segment with the Diamond Mind. And it looks like it's going to be a match between the Creed Brothers and Imperium. Uh, Julius Creed and Brutus Creed, obviously the Creed brothers, and uh, they all come to ringside. And this was a pretty decent tag match between Creed Brothers and Imperium. Uh, of course, Imperium now is without, right now for the time being, is without Walter. Uh, you know, we haven't seen Walter, obviously, since uh, since his match at TakeOver 36 when he lost the UK Championship to, uh, the NXT UK Championship to, uh, what's his name, Drovka. I- Dravakot, Dragunov, Dragunov, I'm sorry, Dragunov is how you pronounce his name, yeah. So, um, but Imperium actually ends up getting the victory. Uh, Kushido and Eichmann, Euro kind of ran down and kind of distracted the diamond mine, so uh, so that's uh, how they got rolled, how the Creed brothers got rolled up and, and Imperium got the victory. So, um, as they're going to the back and they're still fighting Jiro Hiro and uh, Kushida, uh, MSK actually attacks uh Imperium from behind. Um, now I, I don't know if maybe I've missed something, but, uh, has, has MSK turned heel? Because I I heard a lot of boos. There were people chanting you suck and everything. Did I miss that? I mean, I've been watching NXT every week, so I don't know if I missed that or, or maybe I was or maybe it was a point where I wasn't paying attention or something or whatever, but, uh, but it looks like, um, yeah, it looks like maybe they've gone heel or something. So, um, and it looks like, um, and it looks like uh, MSK was challenging Imperium to a match, even though they're the champions, and it looks like maybe it'll be a match between MSK and Imperium at Halloween Havoc, uh, but I don't know if it was officially uh, officially set or not, so, uh, but it looks like at that point, at the end of that little exchange, that's what they were doing. Uh, then we see a video package of Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Von Wagner um, doing some, uh, I don't know it was kind of weird. They were they were going into the woods and they were just doing like exercises in the woods and stuff. It was kind of weird. And I guess it was just like a little uh bonding experience, but it looks like looks like these two might actually become a tag team or a team of some sort uh and maybe who knows, maybe they might challenge for the tag titles eventually. We'll we'll see about that. Um Joe Gacy, uh we get a little preview of him from Joe Gacy. Now this is kind of funny because um, something dawned me dawned on me during this little promo. So you, you know, after before he comes out for every match, we have a little backstage, you know, where he's talking to the camera. He's kind of in a, uh, a dim lit room, and he's talking. You think he's talking to the audience, but then this time you see on the other side of you know the camera, who he's talking to. It's actually Harland that he's talking to. And I wonder if he's been talking to Harland every time he's been on there. Like that—that kind of ran through my mind a little bit. Like, has Harlan, have Harland, and Joe Gacy been connected longer than we thought they have been? You know, so that ran my my through my mind a little bit. So, um, so uh, so yeah, it was it was it was kind of interesting. So I, I don't know. Uh, so and he called him a little snowflake. <laughs> I what I don't know. Like I, I know uh, Joe Gacy has been using the word snowflake a lot to do with his, uh, a lot to do with his, you know, his character and stuff, but it was kind of weird that he called Harland a, a snowflake. So I'm not sure where, what he was going with that. So, um, but maybe they're, they're in cahoots now. I'm not sure. So then we get uh Cora Jade, the young lady who I think is the youngest uh, superstar on the NXT roster. I think she's like, what, 20 years old. And, she's taking on electra lopez uh a member of the legata del fantasma now and cora jade actually gets the victory she gets the roll-up win so this is two people that she's gotten the roll-up win against she's gotten um frankie monet and now she's gotten electra lopez so uh um so it, it kind of kind of some prize wins for the for the young superstar that we uh we didn't we didn't see coming so it was, it was kind of weird she's gotten really some quick wins so uh some people might argue lucky but maybe that's what her story is her story is that she just overcomes and you know she uh she's resilient and she ends up being she she's always the underdog but she ends up getting the she ends up getting victories so um uh so let's see uh so we get to uh we have a little bit of a Exchange to uh, exchange with Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker, and leading up to their matchup at Halloween Havoc, little little going between them two and everything. So, uh, so I don't know. They're going to obviously tag tonight against uh, the grizzled young veterans. Um, and there was a little thing about there that maybe Braun Breaker was going to wrestle the entire tag match because he didn't want anything to happen to Tommaso Ciampa because he didn't want any excuses you know, for, you know, Tommaso Ciampa not being 100% for their match next week. So, you know, as Braun Breaker wants to prove that he's worthy of being NXT champion. So um, so now you go to the match and you see uh, NXT Tag Team Champion Io Shirai, Persia, Parati and, Persia Parada, and J.C. Jane are taking each other in a triple threat match. Um, the winner will spin the wheel to determine what match they get. Um. let's see uh, before they get back into the uh, before they get back to the ring they say that there's also going to be a match between LA Knight and Grayson Walker and whoever wins that match will be the host of Halloween Havoc uh, you know Shotzi Blackheart was the host last year and that was pretty fitting I don't know if these two guys even fit the Halloween Havoc uh, uh, theme so I don't know it's going to be kind of weird having one of these guys who no matter who it is uh, being the host I think Shotzi was kind of a Pretty good fit what for Halloween Havoc with her look and everything. Her look being pretty cool and everything. It kind of was hallo, you know, Halloween themed or whatever. So, uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, now, I I, I must have looked away during this uh, during this match a little bit because I uh, I you know obviously this was advertised as a. Uh, um, uh, I, it was it was it was supposed to be a triple threat, and I think it was a triple threat for a while. But for some reason, what I'm reading in the results is, is J.C. Jane was removed from the match for some reason because of a a medical issue or something. Um, she was uh, she was deemed unable to compete after the botched dive. So uh, she did a dive or something during the match, and she was unable to continue. So I guess when I came back from commercial, it ended up being a one on one match between Io Shirai and Parada, and Eos uh, Shurai ended up winning, so they got to uh, they got to uh, they got to spin the wheel for the match, and it ends up being called a a uh, scareway scareway to hell ladder match. Now I think the I think the announcers kept messing up because I think they kept calling it the stairwell the stairway to the ladder to the stairway to hell ladder match but it said Scareway, well, but I could have uh, sworn most of the announcers kept staying Stairway. Um, so they kept mis, uh, misinterpreting what the title of the match was. So uh, maybe I heard wrong, maybe my ears heard wrong, but you guys can let me know if I heard wrong or whether I heard right and that they were actually saying the name of the match wrong. But on the thing, it said Scareway to Hell Ladder Match. So I'm assuming this is just going to be some kind of ladder match, uh, maybe Halloween themed, uh, where the titles are going to be above and, you know, they're going to have to climb the ladder to grab the titles. I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of sort of that type of match. So, um, so then we go back to stage and we see Legato Del Fantasma beating down Trey Baxter, which actually happens to be, uh, Cora Jade's boyfriend. And, um, and then, uh, Brooks, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, that tag team ends up coming in to make the save, um, briefly. Uh, so that, there was a little bit of a pandemonium backstage. um, we get another little vignette from Tony D'Angelo. You know, he had his debut match. Uh, I believe it was last week. So now he's coming to do another match this week, or maybe it was two weeks ago. It was his debut match? And I think he was supposed to be a guest on a on a show last week and stuff. So, um, so we also get a vignette for a wrestler called S- Solo Sanoa S- Siko- Sanoa. I guess I, I can't remember. I think he's uh, I think he's Samoan. Uh, so they say we, he will be seen at Halloween Havoc uh, next week. Um, we see uh, Eichmann-Yero and Kushido in the bathroom for some reason and they're talking to each other and it looks like maybe they're going to be, uh, be a tag team from now on. Um, Kushido wanted to dress kind of like uh, Eichmann-Yero, but Eichmann-Yero said, here, I'm going to give you your own look and he pulls something out of the bag and gives him his own jacket or something. So I don't know, it was a, it was kind of a funny exchange, but it looks like maybe those two team two Two are going to tag uh, team up to be a tag team. So then Tony D'Angelo has his match, another match. Uh, but the big story of the match was, you know, he won the match pretty easily. Uh, the big thing was uh, the interviewer came in and he wanted, <laughs> he, she was trying to ask uh, what happened to Last Legend, which is, you know, the lady that's doing the segment that's kind of a parody, I believe, of the Wendy Williams show or some show like that. And somehow her producer. Uh, went missing last week and, and I think we saw a little bit of an indication that he had locked somebody in the trunk of a car or something like that and you know he kept insisting that he didn't know anything about it or anything so um, but uh, and then like he flashes some money at her tells her forget about it you know go get yourself something nice gives her some money or something so kind of a little funny segment but obviously we probably pretty much know that uh, um, probably D'Angelo Hall had something to do with his disappearance uh, then we come to the guy named Duke Hudson. Like I said, I don't know a lot of these guys. I don't know anything. I don't know a whole lot about a lot of these guys that have showed up in NXT 2.0. So uh but it looks like Duke Hudson is going to be kind of like a uh a a poker room card player or something. I don't know. It, it, it's weird. He's uh but they do a little vignette for him and um uh you know, he his little saying is he is the house and the house always wins. So we'll see what that's all about. Uh, so then we come to a match between Legado del Fantasma and Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. There's another tag match. Um, so uh, uh, this was a pretty pretty decent match. I thought this was a pretty good match, and I and I kind of like that NXT 2.0 is pushing the tag matches, and they're kind of pushing tag teams, and I and I kind of like that. So they kind of seem to be doing what um what I hope Raw and SmackDown are going to do here in the in the little bit in the near future with the draft stuff is they really. They're really kind of making their, uh, they're kind of making their, uh, tag division look, uh, look strong. But anyway, Legado del Fantasma, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild, uh, get the victory. Um, after, uh, Escobar, Escobar, uh, Santos Escobar kind of creates a distraction a little bit. And, uh, so they get the win. Uh, so, uh, and, and, that's basically what happens at that so uh the guy like i said gets the win um so we get a video package of Mandy Rose versus Raquel Gonzalez for the uh NXT Women's Championship that is also a spin the wheel make the deal type of match um but it looks like they're not going to actually spin the wheel i guess until Halloween havoc because we we didn't see them spin the wheel like we did uh like we did for uh for the, uh, for the women's tag team championship. So I guess they're going to spin the wheel right before the match, I guess is what they're going to do. So, uh, so then we finally come to the match between LA Knight and Grayson Waller. Now this, this person, this winner is going to host, uh, Halloween Havoc. Uh, like I said, it ends up being, um, ends up being, uh, LA Knight. Uh, but during, during right before this match, uh, uh, they we uh i want to talk about a couple things so we get another vignette from that superstar i was talking about who i thought maybe was uh elias um but to me and and you guys can you know let me know if you think the same thing um so this time they're showing a little bit more of the person and i think it looked like a woman uh not a guy not a not a man so uh, I, I, I don't know why I think that, but if you go back and look at the look at the tapes uh, or look at the video, it looks more like a woman that's that's shoveling uh, dirt or something in the graveyard this time. So my second thought, you know, my first thought of is if it's a male superstar, I'm thinking it might be Elias. but now that it's a female superstar, and based on what I've heard, the dialect that's been going on during the thing uh, during the vignettes is maybe it's Dakota Kai, maybe. I don't know cuz it seems like they say they're trying to erase all the all the beginning and go for a fresh start or something. I think that was the first vignette. So I'm thinking maybe it's a reset for Dakota Kai maybe. Um I'm trying to think of another superstar that we haven't seen on NXT for a while that maybe is making a re-debut, but that's the only one I can think of right now cuz we haven't seen Dakota Kai in a while and you know since she lost her match with Raquel Gonzalez so maybe she's trying to reset her character or or do something like that. But then again, we've heard maybe there's rumors that she might be going to the main roster, but I don't know. My, my guess is it's, it's, it's going to be Dakota Kai. Um, and, uh, and it looks like they're going to be deb- de- uh, debuting or returning, I guess, at Halloween Havoc depending on who it is. So I think it's a return from somebody. And now I'm thinking it might be Dakota Kai, but like I said, it could still be Elias. Um, I'm still, like I said, the first vignette it looked like a guy, but the second vignette it looked like a it looked like a woman. So I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh so my I'm gonna say my male guess is Elias, my female guess is Dakota Kai. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh the second thing we saw during or before that match between LA Knight and Car uh Grayson Waller was we saw and this was sort of uh a follow up to what happened in the opening segment, is it seems like now, uh it seems like now Gargano and Lumis have actually indeed stolen uh, Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams, uh, or Carmella Hayes's uh, North American title belt. So it looks like they found a, I think they found a note, and uh, and it looks like it looks like uh, Carmella Hayes and. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and trick Williams are going to have to come to Halloween Havoc. And it looks like they're going to go to a haunted house or something to get the title back. So it might be some kind of interesting, uh, themed type of thing going to Halloween Havoc to, for him to get his title back. But, uh, but it looks like, uh, right now it's in the possession of Gargano and Loomis. So we'll see what goes on there. Um, so like I said, LA Knight, uh, is going to be the host of Halloween Havoc. So then we get the, finally the, uh, it looks like that. Um, it looks like now uh, we find out later that the MSK and Imperium tag team title match is on, and that's going to be a spin the wheel, make the deal type of stipulation match. Uh, so I guess they're going to spin the wheel right before the match to see what type of match that's going to be. Um, so, NXT. So finally, we get to the main event, which is the NXT champion Tomasa Ciampa and Braun Breaker versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Uh, like I said, uh, Braun Breaker tried to wrestle this entire match himself, um, but Champa did actually get into the match at some point. Um, it ended up being winners Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa ended up winning the match, uh, and it looks like you know they had a brief stare down during uh, at the end of the match in the middle of the ring, and uh, it looks like uh, looks like they're ready to go. Like I said, that's going to be I, I think that's going to be a, a a, a good match too. I'm really, I'm actually looking forward to that match to see if actually they're going to keep the belt on Chompa for a while or whether they're actually going to, you know, with this new attitude about NXT 2.0, are they going to put the, are they going to put the belt on a new superstar like Braun Breaker? So it, it'd be interesting to see how they're going to do that. So anyway, that's how the show ends. Um, like I said, I'm actually, <clears throat> I'm actually kind of look, <laughs> excuse me. I'm actually kind of looking forward to uh, Halloween Havoc. I'm trying to decide, maybe I'll even do a, a preview show for that. I haven't decided yet Um, because normally, because obviously since it falls during a normal time of, you know, normal time of the week for an NXT show and it's really at the end of the day going to be just another episode of NXT um, since it's a special episode, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a preview for it since we don't know what the future of the uh, takeover events is. This might be our, these might be our events for these. These might be our special events for NXT going forward until we find out what the fate is of the uh, takeover events. So, anyway, so I'll, I'll I'll contemplate that and see if I'm going to do that. Uh, but anyway, I'll let you know. But uh, coming up uh, next is probably going to be the crown jewel official preview, which I'll go through, and then obviously later in the week. You know, I'll hit the recap, and then obviously we'll move into SmackDown and Raw, and then before you know, we'll be at that Halloween Havoc show. So for NXT, so, uh, so yeah. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.